Hey yo, welcome back. Uh, Kunai, cool guys with chains. <laughs> We're back. We never left. You guys didn't know we left probably because these episodes are going to probably just come out in in a regular sequence. But we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. back. I love being back. Um, Again, again, uh, you know, to anybody listening to this, you know, for for us, it's been months for you. It's it's, been like three months. It's probably been like a week. Um, But, you know, we, we had the high. We had the high of Brothers Paradox. We all just wanted to be done. We didn't want to watch the well, show anymore. That was that That's was true. This we we were talking about that the from the very beginning that we were we were worried that what was going to happen was we were going to get to the brothers paradox. We were going to pop off so much, and then after that, it's like, well, why bother the whole, going? The whole on? point of this episode was to get, of this podcast was to get to brothers paradox. Right. Yes. That was right. our that was our entire goal. And there there was some some uh, concern that we may actually we may actually never continue. But you know what? I think that that three month break was exactly what we needed, you know, to get us yes. back into the the mindset, the Yugi mindset. You know, it's what we, it's what we needed. And man, am I uh, am I thrilled to be back? These these three episodes that we we are about to talk about today. Oh man, what what a return! What a return to the the Yugi boys, the 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 cool guys with chain podcast. This is amazing. I think it's important to set the set the stage for these episodes, though. The, like every future episode we're doing here. We're back. We don't want to do this anymore. We watch Brothers Paradox. We're, that's the peak of the show. Yes. We're back for you guys. We're, we're here to do the research, to watch the episodes, to give you the synopsis so that you don't have to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, just, we're, we're performing a public service. Yeah. So uh, uh, link to the OnlyFans in the description below. Um, and You know, apparently like OnlyFans can be used for things other than, you know, pornography well too bad that's not what we're using it for <laughs> like we you could host a podcast on OnlyFans. i think that's probably allowed in the in their terms of service from what i understand look look i want to make absolutely no money off of this because if i have to make money off of this and then tell somebody that i make money off of a podcast talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, i'm going to be more embarrassed for myself than happy that i made any money so please interesting keep your own money you can give it to Joey and Kyle because they're probably selling. Oh, I, I've yeah. been keeping all the money from the T-shirt sales. Like you guys haven't seen a cent of that. Wait, why didn't I get a T-shirt? Because you didn't pay for it. Size large, ninety uh, percent polyester only, please. We only have extra small. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, guys, guys, guys. We're getting distracted. It happens. Yeah, we gotta stop being it, so. Fun. You know, it happens. Look, so... I'm just so excited to be back. I know. And I, I know, talk to you I guys know. in three months. That, well, that's not true, but. The best three well, months of my life. You know, Joey, look, look, we're going for a canon here, and and we only exist all three of us together at the same time when we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. So, you know, Wait, is it I'm canon gonna... that you've been in a, in a coma for the last three months, or is that a few weeks ago? <laughs> I mean, we can make up whatever we want. You know, we could we could come up with any explanation for why we were gone for three months. <laughs> I forgot about the coma. <laughs> I can't remember if that was <laughs> from the last set of episodes or before that. No, but... that was definitely before Brothers oh, Paradox. Oh, oh well, that's interesting. I don't remember that bit at all, but I'm sure it was a great oh, one. That was a, that was a really solid. That was one of the best endings to a show we ever had. And it's fresh in everyone's mind because it was like two weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, okay, okay, guys. We need, we need to, we need to get into these episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm too hyped. I'm too hyped. Mark, just start, just start. Let's go. 
All right, um, so we watched episodes 22 to 24 of the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! This was um, called, titled The Face-Off. It's uh, the second Yugi and Kaiba duel. So we start off, and um, at the end of Brothers Paradox, we have the gang escaping the, the tunnels that Keith trapped them in, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have Kaiba who infiltrated the island confronting Pegasus. And then we, this episode picks up right where the last one left off. Um, so Pegasus and Kaiba are, like, in a dungeon, maybe? And Pegasus is taunting Kaiba about how he stole Mokuba's soul and basically tells Kaiba, you have to beat Yugi in order to face me, mm-hmm. and sends Kaiba off on a mission. He does kind of, like, like, Pegasus does this weird bit where he's talking about a tug-of-war, and he's, like, playing with his, like, yeah, shirt that was, that was tie weird. thing. It was really very strange. It's like he just like yeah. he loosens the whatever whatever that is on his shirt, and then like is it is that a bolo tie? I don't think it's a bolo tie. I think it's just like a string for you know what whatever that that piece <laughs> of his is that is that like like what is it a cravat a cravat is that is that how you say it? I'm gonna Google. I this. have no clue. Look look, this is not a fashion podcast. We need to we need to completely re- skip this conversation. I, now. I think that's what it is though. And he has okay. something tying it, and you know he, he like unties it, and then just kind of like pulls on it in both directions to like symbolize All a tug of war. A weird metaphor. And then he ties it back up again, and it's like yeah, interesting. You know, I was I was about that. You know, I I like weird things like that. You know, it was it was a good flex from Pegasus. You know. Yeah, I mean he they've done a very good job of of setting Pegasus up as this mysterious like creepy villain. <laughs> um. And I, I I thought the exchange was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's um, fine. Why not? Set up the stakes for for the next few episodes. And um, now this is one. This this next segment, you guys are gonna have to drag me through because I really don't want to talk about it. It oh was boy. so painful. But this is to like watch. the most important segment of these three episodes. You I mean, think. you mean Taya's flashback? Oh, don't don't say that. Don't don't. Mark, say Mark, that. please begin because I am excited to talk about this. Uh. Tay's epiphany, um, the brain blast moment, where, where one of the group finally just, I, I guess, achieves sentience and and realizes, wow, um, Yugi actually looks different every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we cut out after after Kaiba and Pegasus to the outside and the gangs like climbing the stairs of the castle and Tay is like, oh man, Yugi's looking real cute. Over there in his, in his little four foot three frame, um, but you know it's it's really weird because like when he duels, it's almost like someone else is dueling. It's it's almost like there's two Yugi's. Maybe, maybe there are two Yugi's. It's almost like there are two Yugi's. Our friend who we've known for years, and a more mysterious guy who shows up only when Yugi's in over his head. Wait. Maybe there are two Yugi's. It's like this in, insane, like, quick be- train of thought that just, like, rapidly goes yeah. towards, like, holy crap, I figured it out. Um, and then, but but then, like, almost immediately goes to the, remember, like, two days ago duel, when yes. we had the shadow duel mm-hmm, with Bakura mm-hmm. and there were literally two Yugi's that I could <laughs> see at the same time? See, I, it's like, oh, maybe. I could have sworn that, like, everybody, like, forgot about it or like it was a they thought it was a dream or whatever and like, but no it wasn't it wasn't a dream at well, all. well obviously it wasn't a dream we know that but i thought that well no but the like gang but, didn't know yeah that, you know i know but like it was definitely built as oh everybody like because i mean in the episode when they all woke up like they all they all were just like oh man that was a really weird dream we had yes but then ah uh, oh my god 
Well, well, Tay is put, putting the pieces together, and man, she does a really good job in a very short amount of time. Oh, God. Oh, God. But then we get to the best part. The, the Taya Yugi romance no, story? No, it's not a romance story. It's just a flashback. It's it, 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 just a little bit it romance charts thing. their friendship. It was kind of a romance It charts thing. their friendship. <laughs> where, where Yugi told Taya to meet him in a warehouse so that some random guy could show up and rob her. You are skipping so much of this. <laughs> I'm very bitter. Can we talk for one second about how awful Yugi's penmanship is? That wasn't Yugi. <laughs> Okay, whoever it was, how did Taya read that? <laughs> you know, it's just, because it's I can, I can tell that Mark wants nothing to do with this, I feel like I have to step in and explain this, uh, this flashback for <sighs> the viewers because it's a very important flashback. Okay. Um, it, oh, my God, it was so painful. So, so Yugi, well, Taya says something about, like, saving somebody, and Yugi's like, oh, you mean, like, I saved you that one time? And then we go into a flashback where we sh- basically see the moment when, like, Yugi and Joey meet Taya and become friends with her. Um, they kind of have, like, a weird conversation where they're like, Wait, man, no, we sh- no, 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 that, that's not when they met. It's not when they met. It's when they became friends, though, because they no, have a weird conversation. Con- they were I don't friends think that's at true. school. I don't think that's it's true. It's 100% true. The thing was, Taya was working at a restaurant despite it being is, under It age. is 100% not true. They literally were saying, like, we should be better friends with Taya. She seems like better a really friends, nice person. Better friends, not friends. I, I don't know. I get, I get the, the impression. Joey, I mean, Yuki was friends with Taya before he was friends with Joey. I get the impression they weren't they very knew, close, They though. knew Taya from school. Yeah. yeah. They like they recognized her. That's why she was worried that they were going to say something to her and out that they were that they were friends from school. And then, but she wasn't supposed to be working because she was underage at the restaurant. Right. And then she pours ketchup all over him. Well, oh my god! Th- this this is not the most important part. The most important oh, part is that god. she's working at a place called Burger Palooza. Now, oh my god! When this scene first started, I was like, hmm. I feel like there's a lot of things happening in this flashback that probably are not accurate to the original Japanese version. Um, so Burger Palooza is the first There's so one. much. Um, she doesn't work at Burger Palooza in the Japanese version, guys. Yeah. She works at Burger World. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to be back, guys. This is big. Um, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, she also, like, the reason for why she didn't want to get caught by, like, school people working there, in the English version, it's because restaurant employees had to be at least 18 or something. Um, but in the Japanese version, it's because apparently, like, the school has a rule against students having part-time jobs, which I think is, like, a thing in Japan that's, like, fairly huh. normal and common. I've definitely heard that before. But I guess, like, whoever, like, did this localization was, like, I don't know, I guess that's not going to make sense to 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 kids. I, I don't know why I, that they couldn't have just said, like, you know, it's against the rules to have a part-time job. I don't know. I, I don't think that that was necessary to change. Um, but the most important thing is that after this, this you know, they're, they're in the restaurant and, like, you know, Taya says, oh, I want to be a dancer. And Yugi and Joey are like, that's great. Follow your dreams. You're the best. And then that's that's when they they're all like, oh wow, we're we're a big happy family. After that, Taya goes back to school and she gets like a note in her her locker that says written by a psychopath. The, it, it, the terrible handwriting and it says, hey, you should come to this warehouse. It's like a really great dance studio 
from Yugi and with like a picture of like dancing shoes, ballet shoes, whatever. And this is the first instance of a very significant change from the Japanese version. What it says in the, the Japanese version is a weird guy wrote a note that said, I'm, I'm going to expose the fact that you work at this restaurant unless you meet me at this warehouse. So it's a blackmail situation, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes to the that warehouse. Makes a lot more sense. She goes to the warehouse, and in the English version, there's this weirdo guy that comes in and says, Oh, all right, now give me your money. In Japanese version, it's a weirdo guy with a video camera. Ooh. So uh, you can imagine it's a much different implication. The guy's a sex pervert. He's not P- a PG PG thirteen show. He's not a uh, a a mugger. But after that, it's more or less the same. You know, Yugi saves her. And, you know, whatever. It's, you know, it's not nothing crazy. I think it makes less sense for a sexual deviant to get fooled into playing a children's card game for no reason. I, uh, well, this is. But the then, best like, he part, doesn't even right? he doesn't even acknowledge the results of it. He's like, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll play the card game. Oh, I lost. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna kill you anyway. Well, like, this is and then Yugi kills him. This yeah. is the thing, though. Like th- th- this this moment is like a very miniature storyline that would have made sense in like the earlier like season zero type Yu-Gi-Oh stuff where it was literally about like Yugi challenging bad guys to games. And when he wins, he steals their soul. Right. That, yes. that was like the, that, that was what the show originally was before it just became dual monsters. Right. So this is like a little bit of a, a small vignette that calls back to that. And it makes me like, I really want to watch season zero. I feel like there's gotta be a lot of really like wild stuff going on in there. Cause seeing like the, the Pharaoh Yugi, just mind fuck these guys and, and you know basically turn them into vegetables is so entertaining and it's a shame that he doesn't do it more in the dual monsters uh arc you know i believe the move is called mind crush joey mind crush mind crush mind crush what you said you said he mind fucks <laughs> them but it's it's mind crush well that's what that's what he says but you know you know you, you know what he means continue I mean, that's the end of the flashback, right? I mean, after that, like, we go back to the the thing, and they're like, oh, you know, we're going to be friends forever. Let's, well, actually. And they walk up the stairs. Yeah, no, Teo was going to say, like, hey, Yugi, you ever notice how, and then, you know, Tristan and Joey say, hey, guys, what's taking so long? Um, no, that's not what Tristan sounds like anymore. That's what he always will sound like to me. <laughs> um, so, that, so, you know, we, we lose. Need to clarify anymore. We, we lose this moment where they, you know, the, the, there could have been some recognition. Uh, but either way, you know, then they start climbing the stairs, and oh, who did they meet at the top I mean, of the Yuki stairs? Yuki gives the whole like, I feel like there's someone else inside of me bit. It's like, uh, but yeah, like, I guess he yeah. doesn't even know. But like, I feel like he should know. Yugi kind of knows, but also kind of doesn't know. It's like he's, you know, it's 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 not really until the end of these three episodes that I think it uh, it becomes abundantly clear. Well, we'll get there because that moment is another one that. Is a thorn in my side. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, move on, Mark. Now we're, we're done with the Taya flashbacks. So you oh, can thank continue. God. Holy crap. <sighs> I, w- I did not want to spend this long on that stupid flashback. It's too bad. It's the most important thing. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have done so. So basically, they, they walk up the steps of the castle. They find Kaiba at the top. Kaiba, Kaiba does his usual shtick with Joey where he's mocking Joey for being mm-hmm. shit at mm-hmm. Duel Monsters. <laughs> I can't believe the little barking chihuahua already has ten star chips. You earned them yourself, or did Yugi throw you a few bones? Uh, don't call me a chihuahua! 
and uh, Yugi like doesn't want to duel Kaiba because he already has his stars to get in, and he like wants to save his grandpa and and fight Pegasus. But um, Kaiba basically like taunts him a bunch, and then kind of reveals to Yugi that he's changed and he's realized the heart of the cards. And Yugi's like, "Oh, shit, Kaiba's changed. We gotta like, we gotta duel him now because he's he's a good person. <laughs> he's he's seen the he's seen the heart of the cards. He, he understands. I, I, it's perfect sense. This is a great moment when like you know." Well, for, first we have to get another Exodia flashback, and it's like, okay, right, I, need, of course. I don't, I don't need that. Can't get life. enough of those. Exodia, uh, it's not possible. No one's ever been able to call him Exodia. Obliterate! Um, but I, I was so hyped when uh, when Kaiba was like, "I can duel with fire and passion in my heart," and you see, like, uh, his eyes are like on fire. I was like, oh yeah. And you, you can feel Kaiba's heat. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, let's go. Now 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 we're gonna we're gonna get a get a good duel here. Uh the important takeaway from from this exchange was that we finally get a non Kaiba character to notice Yugi's transformation. There's a there's a direct like um acknowledgement from Taya when Yugi transforms into the Pharaoh Yugi mm-hmm. uh <laughs> that he transformed. But a noticeable lack of acknowledgement from Kaiba, probably because he's just used to it at this point. Yeah, Kaiba's seen this like three times. That is interesting, though, because you'd think like Kaiba might have said something, but I don't know. I believe it's the first time in the show that Kaiba did not react when um, when Yugi transformed. <laughs> but uh, it's it's important to note, I think, that the only other characters who have noticed Yugi's transformation are Kaiba and Mokuba up until this point, and now Taya. <laughs> Um, has acknowledged it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Kaiba then leads them uh, to the roof for the duel because that's the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be using Kaiba's dual discs. It's which a good dual disc action. I have, um, I have spoken at length on this show already about my love of the dual disc, and that's yes. a really cool mechanic. And the whole bit in this in this duel where like you could see their hand. Uh, like on on the screen when the dual disc was out, like that was just so cool to me. Even though, if you could look through like certain articles online that detail the battle, like the, the hands are not always consistent with what cards they should have. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what can you? But do? it was like it's just a really cool aesthetic to like. Yeah, it looked good. It's, it's, it's a good look. It looked good. It looked good. Look. Look good. So I was I was I'm already hype from the first monster being spawned. Um, what was the first monster again? Ryukushin. Oh, Ryukushin, then Yugi plays Curse of Dragon or something. Yep. Right. Kaiba yeah. summons Swordstalker. Swordstalker attacks. Yugi replaces Curse of Dragon with Dark Magician. <laughs> um, Dark Magician kills Swordstalker. Yugi resummons Curse of Dragon. Kaiba summons Lejin. Dark Magician attacks, but Kaiba's got the Ancient Lamp, reflects, and destroys Curse of Dragon. Um, that's that's the just standard opener to these duels where it's just kill, yeah. kill, kill. Well, there was like a little bit with with Look, Kaiba's yeah, like, like you know, he baited Yugi into killing his monster so he could use like the one card. This is a this is a more grand battle, so you expect that kind of strategy, but yeah. it's still the basic formula of like nothing important is of really affecting the duel at this point. Right. Um but at the close although, of Although Go ahead. Although after the first life points were dealt, Joey felt like saying, You already got Kaiba on the ropes, Yugi. He's bluffing. You already got Kaiba on the ropes. All right, go, Yugi. (laughs) 
which was, uh, you know, <laughs> c- kind of a stupid thing to say. Joey is the backbone of this team. He is the support mechanism that everybody relies on. <laughs> yeah, it's important. Um, the the, the, the real important takeaway of, of the start of the duel here is at the close of the episode, Kaiba, we see that Kaiba has a blue eyes in his hand, and he reveals his plan to summon the blue eyes ultimate dragon. Not to Yugi, just like it's an internal model. To the audience, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we hop over to the next episode. We get the extended recap of the duel so far. Which I skipped, um, by the way. Th- okay, How thank could you. you? <laughs> well, what, are you also skipping the intros to these episodes, Joey? Well, to be fair, I had to watch them all today, and I thought we were going to be recording you know, a lot earlier. You so know, was, we're, are we going to air this laundry on the podcast? Because I have been told for two weeks that you are ready whenever to do this ep- these episodes, <laughs> way, which led me to way, believe way, you had way, already way, 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 watched way. the episodes. No, no, no. no we're no. doing you, this you, now. You, you're, you're misinterpreting what I said. I said I could be ready at a moment's notice to watch the episodes, but I wasn't about to do it until I got confirmation from you that you were ready to do this, and that you were ready to but actually. But didn't you record. like forget today until someone brought it up? That is entirely true. Yes, that I have to own up to. I, I I would not have remembered unless, you know, there was just randomly somebody brought up Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was like, oh shit, guys, I'm trying to hold this shit together. I'm really am. I'm doing my best. I mean, look, come on. We're episode right, two look, of this look, is so look, so. This lame. is a hype duel. I'm not gonna get derailed by your nonsense, Joey. I mean, you're the one who derailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Um, so we get back into it, and um, this is this is like the biggest gaffe that that I don't understand, and maybe I missed something, and you guys can tell me. But um, so Kaiba plays D spell like the very first yes. turn of this episode. Kaiba plays D spell, and it's like, and that's going to destroy your Swords of Revealing Light. Now, I believe it did show that Yugi had Swords of Revealing Light in his hand, like in the mm-hmm. the way the dual discs animate. But he never played it, to my knowledge. <laughs> okay, this is. I'm actually really glad this is a thing because I I remember when he destroyed Swords of Revealing Light, and I thought I just missed something. Like I just missed that Yugi played it. Like I might have looked away for a second. I, like, I went oh, back okay. to the previous episode because I was convinced that I missed it. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. But he never. I think part of the problem it. is that like with the dual discs. discs it is hard to like tell what cards a person has out. Yeah, like like face down cards. Like maybe he put that down, and uh, I don't know. So like like that point, I I think is relevant because there's a point later when Kaiba's talking about his blue eyes ultimate dragon strategy again, and they show his dual disc, and it has two blue eyes that look like they're played on the side of the dual disc, but very yeah. clearly he has not played a blue eyes yet at this point <laughs> in the duel. So yeah, uh, I don't know. We just gotta like. Yeah, it, you know, throw our hands up, say whatever. No, my problem, not... my problem with it was just that it led to a bunch of confusion of did I miss something? Like yeah. I, I, I'm willing to write it off as like, oh, he played it face down and dispel destroys a face down card or whatever, whatever they want to say happened because mm-hmm. as, as we talked about at length, we look at these as anime battles, not right. a card a card game with rules. Yes, totally fine with looking it off. I just don't like that. I don't like the confusion it led to. I think it needed right. to be clear why Swords of Revealing Light just randomly got destroyed. <laughs> I think I was just too distracted by like how much the, 
the art style looked cheaper in this episode from the previous one. It's like the the Brothers Paradox thing where it's like the first episode looks great and the middle episode it's like whoa they this is definitely It definitely gets worse. This is the like, B team. Episodes go on. I actually think the, the third episode so. looked really good, but the this middle one was like Ugh, this looks I'm weird. Something's different cuz I I wanted to to ask you if you had taken note of it because it was such a big thing with the Brothers Paradox episodes. I'm interested yeah. to see going forward if it's consistent that they start off hot and then ah you know let let's the let the uh interns wrap it up it just feels like a like almost like a completely different art style it's so strange like looking at these two episodes back to back like cuz they just look like like Yugi's face or like Kaiba's face like they they look like they were drawn by completely different people in a completely different like frame of mind it's very strange very strange I mean, maybe they were i'm sure they were i mean that's probably what happened like it's probably literally like a team b team C team working on episodes in tandem, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's why the Swords of Revealing Light thing happened. They they were both making the episode at the same time, and then they, you know, <laughs> there was a miscommunication. You would think that with the amount that they reuse animations, they wouldn't have to have multiple teams. Yeah, you know, you got to get these things out quick. Um. Yeah. So so we have the D spell nonsense, which which just confused everybody. Um. And then Yugi's trying to figure out a strategy of of how to beat Kaiba and. He plays uh, the Magic Eye of Truth so he can see Kaiba's hand. He sees that there's a Blue Eyes in his hand, and everyone's like, oh, Kaiba hasn't played the Blue Eyes. I can't believe, why hasn't he played the Blue Eyes? He could win with the Blue Eyes, blah, 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 blah. What's Kaiba up to? Why hasn't he played his Blue Eyes White Dragon yet? Must be planning something. Uh, Everyone, like, is so bad at this game that the idea of someone holding on to a monster and not just throwing it out there just, like, (laughs) bewilders them all. Yeah. And and, yeah, then they, yeah. and then they're surprised when they throw out their strongest monster and immediately gets countered by a trap card. <laughs> exactly. Um, one moment I did like, though, um, that, so this being one of the, I think, only so far rematches that's happened on the show, mm-hmm. um, they, I think they did a kind of cool thing where they called back, like, I mean, the Exodia moment they call back to every every episode, multiple times an episode, but... <laughs> They did callbacks to previous duels that both of them have had. Um, so, so in this one, like in this moment, when they see the blue eyes and everyone's like, Kaiba, why haven't you played your blue eyes? And Kaiba's like internally monologuing, like, I'm going to summon the blue eyes ultimate dragon that's never been done before, is a nice callback to like the ultimate monster that Yugi summoned in their mm-hmm. last battle that was billed as never been done before. Sure, yeah parallels you know yeah so was, I, I i thought it was a cool moment uh and there's another one that that's coming up so so yugi plays um does his mystic box trick with the dark magician to destroy the uh, ancient lamp i got you know i got a little bit of a bone to pick with the mystic box this time um i, I just I, I need to get this off my chest it's like you know the first time he played it and he did his explanation uh, that was cool but now it's like I'm, I'm sick of the whole like oh you see now watch the swords go into the box oh but would you've destroyed your own monster am I crazy <laughs> oh but just you wait because it's not my monster that's been destroyed but yours like okay like I get it dude now watch closely Kaiba as first my dark magician is sealed within the box a trick it's much more than a mere magic trick as you're about to find out Kaiba. Now watch and be amazed as the mystic box is skewered. But have I destroyed my own dark magician? Or have I magically extinguished your ancient lamp 
just as I promised. You did that before in the Brothers Paradox. You've done it like a million times. Like we've all heard this routine. It's a done good it a bit. Million times, but okay. It feels like he has. That's that's sure. what I'm saying. And then he then to top it all off is you know Kaiba going like what what's good? how did you do that and then you know a good magician never reveals his secrets. <laughs> Such yeah, a good bit. Right. And I, I actually really liked that the dark magician was doing like a uh uh-uh uh face. When uh, when Yugi said that, because it's like uh, it's they do so give stupid. the dark magician a lot of personality. They the they show. give all the monsters a lot of personality, and I I, I wonder if uh, uh, I, guess Kaiba... I don't know about all the monsters. There's well, a lot of them. them that are just not all. Fodder. I'm saying I'm saying that in certain instances, when like a monster could show some emotion, they they usually will let it happen if it makes sense. Sure. And you know, so I guess Kaiba programmed that into the dual disc system to make the holograms, you know, have feelings. I think that's that's cool. So basically, he he does the magic box. He kills the ancient lamp, which was protecting Lejin, which allows Dark Magician to kill Lejin. And then Kaiba plays Sagi the Dark Clown, um, which he played in the first duel and just like wiped through Yugi's deck just as regular Sagi. This time, Kaiba played it with the Crush card, uh, which becomes yeah. like a crucial part of the of the duel going forward. But um, this is this is the next callback that they did is in the first duel, Yugi used Gaia the Fierce Knight to kill Sagi. And so when Yugi draws Gaia on the next turn, he's like, Oh, this worked last time, let's do it again. And and he runs it right back, has Gaia kill Sagi. Um, but Kaiba, knowing that Yugi would do this, because he doesn't understand that you could hold a card for later, um <laughs> has the crush card ready. Crush card basically um, renders all monsters over 1500 attack useless so Gaia and Dark Magician who are both on the field I guess are destroyed I don't, it wasn't really clear yeah, if they're just I destroyed think or like yeah, they were, they were or, destroyed yeah. Um, but yeah so Yugi's like basically limited to only weak monsters now Kaiba's got his blue eyes in the back and, and his plan for the blue eyes ultimate dragon and um, all that stuff so uh, it's looking pretty dire for Yugi at this point um, he the battle proceeds. He summons Silverfang. Uh, Kaiba draws another Blue Eyes, but doesn't play him yet. Uh, he's still waiting on the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Yes. Um, and then he summons Battleox to kill Silverfang. You know, I was wondering about something actually in in this this whole whole exchange. So like Kaiba says something like, you know, you can only play weak cards now. So go ahead and play them, so I can mow them down. And Yugi was like, well, I guess I gotta play them. Right. Um. So I can just get wrecked. Now, is there like an, an unwritten rule in this universe that like if you have a card, you have to play it? Like, couldn't Yugi no. have just not played anything? And well, but you know... then, but then you're just gonna lose faster. <laughs> in the season one rules, like it's just broken. Yeah. Because you can't attack the life points. Oh, really? So, so really, I mean, you could just keep playing monster in defense position, and it would just never end. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Just seemed like you know Yugi could just be like, well, you know, why why send out these things to die if I can just send out nothing? Or just, I mean, even you know. even if we're gonna go in with like the actual rules of the card game, though, when you can attack life points directly, you 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 want to send out something so that they. Can oh yeah, yeah, yeah obviously, but that's not a so. thing in in season. It just one. makes less I, sense yeah, this yeah, early on. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't. We'll get doesn't there. We'll get matter, there. I guess. I want to talk about Horn of the Unicorn for a second. Ugh, every because week. this this was this was a big moment. This was, uh, yeah, yeah, this is a massive groundbreaking moment. Yugi summons Griffor, which I, I didn't even know was a card. 
<laughs> yeah, that card um, was lame, man. That was. A... I hope you wrote that down, Mark. That was the first Griff War sighting. Yeah, hopefully, the last. That was the first Griff War sighting. We 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 do have that documented. Okay, it was good. the third Horn of the Unicorn sighting, but more importantly, it was the first time Horn of the Unicorn has ever helped a monster get a kill. Oh, whatever. What what happened last time? The last two times Horn of the Unicorn was played, uh, Yugi like miscalculated the enemy. Like so, the fer- the very first time was in Episode Four in the Weevil fight, mm-hmm. and he attached it to Feral Imp to boost Feral Imp, and right. I believe it was. Go ahead. What am I waiting for? What? Didn't Joey say wait? What? Okay, whatever. I thought I thought you should wait. <laughs> wait. Yeah, that time I said it, but I didn't actually mean it. I didn't actually uh, mean it that time. So, so in episode four, he summons Feral Imp, uses Horn of the Unicorn to boost to 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 like let him beat um, Weevil's Beetle Monster thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the field power bonus meant the Beetle Monster was still more effective, and then just killed Feral Imp. Okay. Um. And I think, and that, and that, that's happened the other time as well. Uh, but I don't remember when that was. But, but yeah. So this is the first time Horn of the Unicorn has ever assisted in an actual kill mm-hmm. in the show, mm-hmm. which was uh, really surprising when I went to document that Horn of the Unicorn assisted in a kill. I was like, huh, it's the third time it's been played, and the magic card that buffs your your stats, your attack stat, has not yet <laughs> assisted in a kill. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like so. I guess buffing your stats is allowed in the uh, the world of the, the the virus or whatever. I guess that's yeah, okay. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's just the base. Yeah, attack base can't be over yeah. Attack, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a good strategy. For it me. was kind of alluded to as well. Yeah. Like when 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 the crush card got activated, um, I some I think it was Bakura or or Joey or somebody said something about, um, well, he can only play weaker monsters, but he can still like buff them up. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that, but yeah, Griffor kills Horn of the Unicorn. Um, unfortunately, Griffor is not long for this world because Kaiba summons his first Blue Eyes White Dragon and kills Griffor immediately. <laughs> Poor Griffor. Yeah, that was good. Griffor needed to go. He did, Terrible. He card. did. He was really just ugly, ugly card. Just lame, you know, lame it, and ugly. It's a card that's in Yugi's deck, but you never expect him to actually summon. Yeah. Right. Um. So. So yeah. So Kaiba now has the Blue Eyes. Um, Yugi summons the giant soldier of, St- soldier of stone to help defend, and then Kaiba's, uh, he finally draws his third blue eyes, um, plays the, the polymerization, diffuses all the three together, blue eyes ultimate dragon has been spawned, uh, kills the giant soldier of stone, and the episode ends here with everything looking just incredibly dire, and, like, you know, how, how's Yugi gonna ever win? Mm-hmm. Find yeah, out the next episode. Too good for for our our boy bo- Yugi. There there was one uh one kind of annoying thing at the end of this where where Kai was like, "You can't defeat my blue eyes white ultimate dragon or something." Blue eyes ultimate white dragon neutron blast attack. Oh yeah, <laughs> he says it wrong one time. Yeah, he says it wrong, and I'm like, you know, like nobody caught that. There's he can't be. There consistent. were a few times he said ultimate blue eyes white dragon too. I think. I don't know. It's, it just feels like yeah. something that I mean, could get past the. They throw around the names the of these cards just willy nilly all over the place, and it's like yeah, like magic cards and and trap cards and everything. Just whatever. Who cares? We'll just name it whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. It's just just something that I noticed. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a good point. 
It's okay though, because we're 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 about to get into episode three, and that's when things get really serious. This was so episode three of the of this battle um, was when Kid Mark just completely popped off, uh, and I actually didn't realize how early on in this episode it happens, but um, basically Kai was taunting that that you can't stop the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, and then just immediately y- Yugi draws Karibo. And plays it with the multiply card and creates the wall of Karibo. Like, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty iconic moment in the show. Kaiba, you may have created the ultimate attack monster, but I've created the ultimate defense. An ever-expanding army of furry protectors. They may not look like much, but they've stopped your dragon in its tracks. I yeah. think this is this is hype as shit, yeah. the- if I'm being perfectly honest. I think this is a great moment, because I really like the idea that, like... Kaiba has just played the strongest card ever, and Yugi is about to beat it with the weakest. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good little storytelling, like nice little thing. That was you know? pretty hype. Kaiba really goes into Karibo too. Like he's just like, wow, Karibo's the most pathetic, awful card in existence. No, no self-respecting duelist would ever yeah, have it. No in their serious deck. duelist would ever have this. Hmm. Yugi, you're free to concede and forfeit the match. But come on, don't embarrass yourself by playing that runt of a monster. You must know that's the puniest monster with the lowest attack points in all of Duel Monsters. I've never known a serious duelist to even keep one in their deck. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, that was just, it's just such a good, like, Yugi getting the better of a moment. The last of the major callbacks that I noted here... Um, which I don't even know if the show was doing it as a callback or if they just have these like fallback ultimatum lines that they go for. But um, Yugi, once he played the Karibos and like blocked Kaiba's attack and everything, um, he he like did this whole big speech about like you know I your by the end of this duel your blue eyes ultimate dragon will fall and like immediate like flashback in my mind to the duel uh, against. The Eliminator with the castle, when he says, by the end of this duel, your castle will fall. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was an intentional callback, but, like, it was cool for me, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't even realize that was a, a line callback, possibly. I'm into it. Yeah, I was, uh, it was, it was really a hype moment, and it made it more hype, because, like, the castle falling was another iconic moment in oh, the yeah. show. <laughs> um, now we, <laughs> we get to where the duel just goes completely batshit crazy. Yeah, so, so th- we got some nonsense coming up, and I want to... I hate this so much. I know you do, Kyle. I had a feeling that this was going to be something that Kyle was going to be really not about. Um, <laughs> now, now, like, I, I, I saw Yugi do, do this strategy, and I was like, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm, o- I'm okay with this, Yugi. You, th- this is fine. But Kyle, I know, is going to be looking at this and just, like, rage. You know? So here's the thing. This entire duel does a lot of completely useless, like, fusions. Sure. Where, like, Kaiba's like, I'll combine D-Spell and Lejin. It's like, no, you don't need to do that. You can just, uh-huh. you can just D-spell. use D-Spell. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll infuse Saggy with the Crush card. It's like, no, you don't need to do that. You, you, know, you don't need to fuse him. So then when Yugi's like, I'm going to fuse Mammoth Graveyard and Living Arrow <laughs> to create some weird abomination attack, it's... Uh, I under you know, it's a cool idea, but it's the stupidest fucking thing. So and I hate it so to much. To lay out to lay out what happened, uh Yugi uses polymerization to fuse uh Mammoth Graveyard and 
and Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, actually. Oh, yeah, but, that, that's but right. But the Living right. Arrow allows him to polymerize with Kaiba's monster. Mm-hmm. And because Mammoth Graveyard is an undead monster, they can't fuse properly, and it just ends up infecting Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Since my Mammoth Graveyard is an undead-type monster, he can't properly fuse with your living Ultimate Dragon. Instead, it causes your monster to rot and decay from the inside out. Each turn, your Ultimate Dragon will lose attack points until your creature is no more. Yeah. Now, Kid Mark thought this was super hype especially coming off the Karibo wall. Now the um, oh, unbeatable monster is poisoned. Mm-hmm. Super hype. Also, I, I noted it. I didn't think it was good enough, but kind of a callback to when Kaiba hacked the blue eyes in the, in the ghost Kaiba duel. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. A lot of melting dragons. A lot of melting dragons. Mm-hmm. Really kind of gross melting effects too, but you know that's just oh, my oh, personal yeah. preference. Um, no, th- this, this was like... I, I'm glad that Kid Mark thought this was hype because adult Joey thought this was hype adult mark still loves the idea behind the play what adult mark didn't like was the fact that kid mark's little squirrel brain memory (laughs) was um a bunch of stuff happened between the ultimate dragon getting poisoned and the end of the duel when in actuality literally nothing happened it's like two turns it's 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 two turns of Kaiba just attacking the Karibo wall. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm okay with this, though, because I think, like, I, I really like There's how... character development for Kaiba. The, yeah, there's there's some real good character stuff after Yugi makes this play. But, like, Yugi because just does idea... nothing with it. Like, it just, it, well, just well, felt, it just felt... Well, Yugi does the play, and then he has to wait. I guess He has so. to wait a couple of turns until it actually is something that he can do with it. But I like that in that waiting period, Kaiba is just like sitting there going, like, there's literally nothing I can do. All I can do is try to attack and break down this wall. But like, he knows it's feeble. So he's, 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 he's sweating. You know, I he's think, struggling. He's, he's shambling. I, I, still, I still think it's a hype moment. I think I'm let down by my memory of thinking it was more hype, that there was, there was so much more strategy that went on of Kaiba trying to win rather than just like, I mean, I mean like I can appreciate the character development of him just going insane with how desperate he was to win this duel to save Mokuba and the internal conflict of like, I can't lose, but there's nothing I can do to penetrate the, the Karibos. Like I can appreciate all of that, but like my misremembering of this duel and thinking that a lot more went on, like let me down a little bit, and it's not really the show's I, I, fault. You know, but... if you're in, if you're looking for the strategy, I can understand that. For me, I was just like focusing on Kaiba's downward spiral. Yeah, where uh, then his hallucination is wild. That was that like, was that pretty is, crazy. That is yeah. so that, good. That that hallucination also had a fantastic line. You're rotten to the core, Kaiba, just like your dragon. You're rotten to the core, Kaiba, just like that dragon. Uh, it's all your fault. Uh, uh. Why, Seto? Why didn't you help him? You promised you'd always be there for him. You promised him, Seto Kaiba. You promised. That's so good. That was, That's so that was good. good yeah. Kid Kaiba says and, and that you to see, like, Kaiba. You see Mokuba inside the dragon, oh, like yeah. melting along with it, and he's it's really like, creepy. Oh. Like that. That is like some crazy imagery. Where like Kaiba's just like, "Holy shit, I'm a fucking failure. I'm a loser. This is this is terrible." And then after that, you know. Is he he achieves some bit of Zen when he realizes what he must do? You know, it's it's just like really good character stuff. You know? 
really, really like compelling. Um, so where the duel goes from here is is basically as as Kaiba has devolved into madness, um, and Yugi's waiting out the dragon, losing attack points. Once it finally gets low enough, Yugi summons Celtic Guardian, uh, and Celtic Guardian uh, attacks the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon and chops off the middle head. Um, mm-hmm. This is where they lost me a little bit, because somehow now every yeah, other fusion yeah. monster that's been played is one monster. Yeah. But this specific one becomes three monsters because there's three heads, so you can only attack one head. And so Kaiba was still in the it duel. It makes no sense. The, the only thing I don't like about it is that they established it when it happened, not earlier on. So it feels like like they're they're just trying to like right, inject kind of, a little yeah. bit of suspense, but really like it feels like an ass pull where it's like everybody thinks when you're watching this episode that Yugi just won the duel, but then they're like, Oh, but wait, no, you have to actually destroy all three heads. It's like, oh if they that that doesn't sound good. If they just like had explained it as like a special effect of the monster rather than just like, oh, it's a fusion monster, therefore it's three monsters instead of one. It's like, but we've had a like we've had Curse of Dragon and Gaia the Fierce Knight what was that Gaia the Dragon Champion, that fusion? That mm. just goes down in mm. one hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you the, can't kill Gaia and then still have Curse of Dragon, you know? So like the reason that I feel like they explained it the way they did is because they, they couldn't have had Kaiba explained the card's effect because Kaiba at the moment was like right. catatonic. Like, and nobody else had known the card. Yeah, like but Kaiba like, can't have like a hype moment where he's like, oh, but now you have to destroy all three heads because Kaiba's not in that frame. When they summon it though, when they summon Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, what I feel like would have worked better is explain that it's three heads instead of one and that the three yeah. have separate attack points but can combine for one strong attack. Yes. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. And that way that way we establish it's three separate monsters with three separate attack points, but but like they at at their strongest can can all attack at once. Yeah, I mean it's it's some nonsense. Yeah. And what can you what can you do? It it's a little bit of nonsense. Uh, I'm I've 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 forgiven the show for this. Yeah, so the um the bit here is like, okay, well, he didn't win yet, but if he cuts off one more head, which are still all poisoned. Uh, well, the two remaining ones are poisoned. Um, then Yugi's going to win the duel. Kaiba only had 400 life points or something at this point. Yes, um, that's correct. And uh, Kaiba basically says, like, he, he kind of snaps back here, which was interesting. It's a, it was an interesting play. Like, he was devolving into madness, and then, like, he's like, okay, well, I only have one option. I, I have to force Yugi's hand here. Um, and he steps up onto the ledge of the roof and explains, you know what? What I what to me is an an iconic line of if you attack the the resulting blast might knock me off this ledge, um. But if you don't, then like I'm gonna kill you the next turn. My fate is completely in your hands, Yugi. You'll decide this duel one way or another. Of course, if you don't surrender, I might be hurt. You wouldn't want that, would you? Uh, and and the way he does it, he plays Monster Reborn, bring back one of the Blue Eyes heads, which I'm just gonna look past all of that. Again, just okay. Yep. Sure. Fine. Sure. Why not? I, I mean, we got to the point where we had to set up the stakes, and I think that that was important. I'm not yes. convinced that they did it in the best possible way, but it was. It ends up being effective. There's there's a healthy blue eyes that can kill Celtic Guardian, and a sick blue eyes that Celtic Guardian can kill, and Yugi has to make the decision. 
Um, and kind of standing on a ledge. Okay, the resulting shockwave might knock him off. Okay, stakes are set. It probably won't, though. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you have to operate under the assumption that the shockwave would kill right. him. I mean, all, all I'm mean. saying is that, like, earlier, Yugi got hit with, like, a Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon Blast, <laughs> and he, like, didn't move an inch. Right. But, like, for some reason, Celtic Guardian slicing off a, a gross zombie neck will end up knocking Kaiba to his death. I don't know. I, I give this I one know. to the show because I like the internal conflict. Yeah. I think it... Oh, um, I like it, too. I mean, the, like, the character th- this, development this is some good stuff. was unlike any other duel we've had so far. I mean, by far. This, is, this in terms of just pure storytelling and, and character work, is the best episode of the show. Very, very in good. In my episode. opinion. Next to the um, Weevil fight, but yeah. Ugh, don't no. stop. Well, I mean, the, the real crux of this is how at, at this moment when Minugi has to make a decision, this is the first time where him and the Pharaoh disagree about what to do. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's really interesting, I think, because we'd never had that before. Yeah. So the Pharaoh's like, we got to do it. We got to win. And Yugi's like, no, I can't, I can't risk Kaiba's life. But the Pharaoh's in control for this moment. So the Pharaoh says, hey, Celtic Guardian, get him. Go, go get him. We have to do this. And, and then, you know, Tay is like, no. Call him back, just, Yugi. No, Taya, so much, so annoying. Hey, there's a lot of good Taya in these episodes. I was okay with Taya's thing because you need you need something to like snap Yugi out of the Pharaoh mindset and be like, oh shit, no, I can't do this. You know, and then then you know Yugi does that. He he calls off Celtic Guardian. You know, Kaiba Kaiba kills him, wins the duel. This episode, like, just even talking about it is like bringing back all the feels for me. Like. Yugi, Yugi screaming stop as he falls to his knees. Oh my god, it's actually really good. It's good, yeah. I, 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 I just wasn't expecting that. I actually did not remember that Yugi lost this duel. Yeah, he did. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here watching like Yugi fall to his knees and like tears, and he's like, you know, having a mental breakdown because you know of this, uh, this whole Pharaoh situation. Where he almost just had Kaiba die, I, like that. Oh, I do want to touch on that good. point though um, of of Yugi losing this duel because uh, there's a quote from Taya, and I I didn't mark down when it happened. I think it was in the second episode of the duel, um, but where she, where like Yugi's on the back foot, and Taya basically says that Yugi's never lost a duel before, uh, and he and he won't lose this one. But didn't. Yugi lose to Pegasus? Isn't that why Grandpa got kidnapped? And <laughs> well, you know, she was she it, was like asleep for that. She was. It's kind of ambiguous it. though, because Yugi didn't really lose to Pegasus. He just didn't win in the time frame that Pegasus said that he had to win but in. Given the frame, which of is that like kind of bullshit. Given the frame of the the rules of that duel, shouldn't that be counted as a loss? I I don't know. It just. It felt it felt kind of weird. Well, that doesn't to me. that doesn't feel fair because it, that, that's a condition that only affects Yugi, not Pegasus. You know, so you can't really say that that's a fair loss for Yugi. Well, so the reason it was it was claimed a win for Pegasus was because he had more life points when the timer ran out. It was mm-hmm. it was not like a Yugi has to win in this much time. It was a the duel limit has the the duel has a time limit of this long. Mm, yeah, I guess that. And then might at the end of the yeah. duel, Pegasus had more life points. But had Yugi's attack finished, it would have wiped out Pegasus' life points. You know, I feel like this this should have. You could make an argument that this is like a basketball thing. You know, like you, if the ball's in the air after the the clock, you know, hits zero, if it goes in, it still counts. I feel like that should have been the the case. Well, yeah, I mean, it sh- it should have been the case for for that battle, but like mm-hmm. it wasn't. 
and and the way that the show set it up was a loss. And now I'm watching it. I guess and saying he's never lost. And it's like, well, it, it's it's hard for me to get behind that statement and and call this Yugi's first loss, which the show wants to do. It's his first like loss that feels compelling in any. I mean, direction. the stakes of this loss certainly felt higher than the yes. stakes of the Pegasus loss. Yes. Um. So there there is that, but I just I I, I just wanted to bring up Yugi's win loss record. Um, you know, while while we fair enough, fair we're enough. on the topic. I mean, his record's very good, regardless. Yes, 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 that is true. Uh, so Yugi, so so the duel's over at this point. Kaiba, Yugi called off the attack. Kaiba won, um, and and gains enough. Uh, basically, like wins um, Peg- on Pegasus's condition, can now enter the castle and fight Pegasus. Um, Yugi's still on the ground in tears um and is basically explaining to the group that like there's another presence inside of him that wanted to kill kaiba and then he had to like fight back against that presence and he'll never let that like entity take over again and in doing so he'll never duel again i'm afraid of this spirit inside me so afraid that i will never duel again (laughs) so Seems like the end of the show here, guys. Uh, I don't. I don't think we can go on from yeah, here. I think it's over. Can you? This is so intense, man. Like the the stakes here are just like. I th- I think this is maybe probably maybe the only time in this show I'm ever gonna feel like. Emotion. It was actually it was actually good. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like I okay okay I get hype at other things you know like dumb things and fun things but like this is the only time. That I think this show is going to make me think that there's some good storytelling happening. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, just you here's, wait. Here's my issue with it, though. I, 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 I think it was a good moment, but as this show loves to do, I feel like it gets gets undermined by just like lazy writing. So, like, again, we've established that nobody in the group knows there's two Yugi's except for Taya just had the epiphany earlier in this sequence. Yeah. And then yes. Yugi's like, oh, there's another presence inside of me that wanted to kill Kaiba. And everyone's like, what? Another presence? And Bakura comes he's like, oh, remember how I had the spirit in the Millennium yeah. Ring? Maybe yeah. Yugi has one I of the was... puzzles. Like, oh, great. He solved it instantly. Like, come on, I was man. I was not happy with Bakura's explanation. That was it's not just like, good. It's just like, that why would you just throw that away in like 10 seconds? Right, right here. Like, just... It it felt, it felt like it doesn't do justice to the magnitude of of hey dude you got a like fucking spirit inside the puzzle like why has it got to be Bakura from school I think what would have been better is if Bakura um, from school would have like thought to himself like yeah like perhaps Yugi has something inside him as well yeah. you know, like I did you know and maybe didn't say it out loud but just like it's starting to put the pieces together but instead he's literally just he just like tells the guys like oh yeah this is you know Yugi this has like exactly a, what the an ancient is. an ancient being in, inside of him just like I did yeah it's like ugh. okay bakura um and then so so the episode goes off with um basically Taya is telling off Kaiba for being so selfish and saying, you have no friends, mm-hmm. at least Yugi has friends, even though he lost. And Kaiba's like, look, I got what I came for. I'm going to go fight Pegasus. I'm going to free Mokuba. Peace out, losers. Um, and that's... that's Man, that, that, uh, that mind break really did wonder. Yeah, 
Well, you know, he's he's still a dick. He's just that he's now he he has he has something to fight yeah, for. Yeah, he's. You know, I mean, like all, all I'm saying is that like Yugi could have easily saved Mokuba too. Well, yeah, like, like I mean, it, it doesn't, I, it doesn't this, have to be. This Kaiba's whole, got too much pride, dude. This whole situation is resolved by hey Yugi. Uh, you told me about the heart of the cards. I don't want to fight you, but also Pegasus kidnapped my brother, and I need you to free him for me. Can you can you help me out here? And like, and then we don't have to have any of this, you know, this nonsense that goes on. But like, I think that me like doing it that way is a disservice to the stakes that Pegasus gave to Kaiba, and and it undermines Pegasus as a villain. Like, yeah, Kaiba is worried about what Pegasus can do if he doesn't play along with Pegasus's game. And if Pegasus' game is beating Yugi, Kaiba has still has an interest, even though he's seen the heart of the cards, he still has an interest in getting that win back against Yugi. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, all I'm saying is that, like, if if Kaiba was really a better person, he would have thrown in, like, a, don't worry, Yugi, I'll get your grandpa back, or, or even something like that at the end. Yeah. But no, yeah. He, he just kind of, like, laughs at dead Yugi and walks into the castle. Yeah, I don't think that uh, the, mind, the mind fuck actually really, like made him a better person it just made him start to see that what he was doing as a as a duelist might not be the only way it, it, it was, he it also kind of goes yeah. down that road again yeah I, I mean maybe the mind the mind fuck isn't something that like lasts forever it's something that like he, he can he can start to to turn evil again do you we know? think that maybe when yugi defeated the evil bits of kaiba in the ghost kaiba duel that that freed the evil side of Kaiba to then find its way back to real Kaiba to yeah, make Kaiba evil. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Listen, guys, evil comes from within the heart. So there's still particles of clown evil <laughs> Kaiba you, in uh, the air. No, and, shut and the fuck up. Enough, of, enough of these particles. I'm not, we're not going to talk about particles of evil Kaiba. <laughs> all right. The, the explanation. They're everywhere, Joey. The explanation for this is very simple. I just want to know when we get simple, to go to the ghost complicated. zone. You know? It's literally just that that. <laughs> so much. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of it's this. The show. We're talking about the ghost zone. The ghost zone. Oh man, I'm looking forward to the ghost zone. No, it's simple. It's just that the evil comes from within. You know, it's born inside your heart. And that's what's happening to Kaiba. He's starting to starting to to relapse into evil. Uh. All right. Well. That wraps up um, what might be the best three episodes of the show. I'm lying. Oh, shut I'm up. I'm lying. But, uh, Bro, it's Paradox of the best three, but this is the best, like... The second best three. Yeah, this is this is maybe, like, the best This is stuff. the best, like, non-Rex Raptor uh, Paradox Brothers fight. Okay, we're going to acknowledge Rex Raptor as the top three so duel in the show. Please then, do not include all, Rex Raptor board. in there. Let's go. No, no, no. no. Don't give... Don't give Red-Eyes Black ball. Dragon. Black Skull yeah. Dragon? Come on, man. Get please, please get out of here. Um <laughs> Can we talk about the Great Queen Moth for a second, guys? Uh, no, no, no. no. Right. no. <laughs> look, look. Listen, I'm really excited for the next episode. Are you? Do you know what the next well, episode is? Well, I know is? that you're you're probably not excited for the next episode. Um No one's excited for the next episode. I don't remember the next episode very well. It's bad. It's I bad. thought it was. Is it? Uh, I don't remember. I just actually, it was funny because I couldn't remember like what the whole arc of this was. I, I seem to remember there being like a lot of stuff that happened before they actually went inside no. Pegasus's castle, and then I'm like, oh yeah, right. Now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. so just to to set that up for you guys, uh, we're gonna be watching episodes twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven. 
for the next podcast. Uh, that is going to take us. So, so Yugi now doesn't have enough star chips to enter Duelist Kingdom and can't save his grandpa. Uh, but the power of friendship, we're going to have to figure out a way to get him in the castle because you know he's a, he's our hero. We gotta we gotta save grandpa, basically. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And then uh, we also have the conclusion of the Kaiba Pegasus storyline, uh, and we're gonna get their duel against each other in these episodes. So. Um, Pretty hyped for that, you know. Uh, definitely going to keep good. my mind good. positive going into these next episodes. Nothing is going to be bad. I'm not going to... Nah, it's going to be great. I'm not going to have to get angry for any reasons. It's going to be really solid. Mm. We, we've been building up and up. We're, we had Brothers Paradox. We've had the face-off. You know, we've, we're, we could only go up from here, right? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? So come back next week for Taya versus Mai. No, what? Well, I'm looking for it. I'm excited for it. I like Taya, unlike you guys. Do you actually like Taya? I guess. I don't know. I got nothing against her. Joey just found her Rule 34 site, and now that's all he There's no way about. that can even be good. <laughs> <laughs>